1: Something I don't know if I've asked before, but I'll ask now. And I'm not trying to be flip. I I genuinely don't know here. I don't know a lot about what the labor commissioner does. I don't know much about what the office does. They give me monthly data. They they (laughs) give me the unemployment rate uh, statewide, regionally, locally. They give me that data uh, for such as it tells me, and they handle unemployment claims. They, they, to the best of the ability of the folks who run that office, make sure the folks get what's coming to them by way of unemployment benefits. Uh, There must be other things. What am I missing? What does the Labor Department do? What would it do under a Labor Commissioner, Bruce Thompson?
0: Well, first of all, those things you outlined, we're going to do them and do them efficiently and effectively because they haven't been done. But we're also responsible for child labor laws. We're also uh, responsible to work closely with the feds when it comes to some of those farm visas. We're also supposed to be working on workforce visa, but that was—I mean, workforce development—but that was stripped away, assigned to TCSG, and then contracted back to the Department of Labor. So. The Department of Labor has a lot of responsibilities. If they'll just fulfill them, uh, so we we under my administration feel like with our relationships with the governor and the General Assembly, we'll get in there, and make this a shining star, if you can, of a government agency, and we'll see all those things migrate back as we try and become effective and efficient.
1: All right, let's drill down on one of those things you just mentioned there, workforce development. Uh, you mentioned the technical system and technical college system of Georgia. We have the university system of Georgia. We have K-12 through education. We have the jobs and the workplaces themselves. What is there for the state government to do beyond that? What is there for the labor department to do beyond that? And what's already being done by way of developing a workforce in Georgia?
0: I just met with a very large company yesterday that actually uh, works with the Department of Labor on a limited uh, basis, and there is so much data that comes through there. So imagine, Tim, what could they do? Imagine when we see people that are unemployed and be able to take them and match them up with TCSG or some of the universities to say, hey, we have these individuals, and those professions are going uh, away, and they need to be retrained. Or maybe there's opportunities where employers can come to them and you match them up. There's a lot of information right now in the information age that's not being utilized. Uh, We also, in this department or agency, I plan on bringing a fellowship program in place, much like we do in our businesses, although it's not a fellowship, what we do. And it's mentoring. You take young people, teach them soft skills and hard skills where they're actually working in the agency with the full intention of them not staying as a government employee and then turn them back out in the private sector where businesses want to pick them off.
1: should mention, by the way, I introduced you as a state senator. You didn't spring out of the ground as a state senator. I mean, you've had a life and a life with a great deal of success in running your own businesses. How does that translate? First of all, step us through some of what you've done over the years and tell us how that translates uh, into the job, the job you hope to hold of being a labor commissioner.
0: I was fortunate. I grew up uh, in a pretty challenging environment but on a farm, so you learn hard work. Uh, It's something that comes from within. You can't teach that. So at 23, I took a struggling pool cover business, motorized pool cover business, and, and we uh, turned it around and uh, grew it into the largest automatic pool cover business in the southeast. We did the same thing with insurance. We built it to $13 million in premium over 10 years with a team. Uh, we went and we built a couple of funeral homes. I've got some software companies. We do some land development. So. Um, you know, in in America, it's one of the few countries, if you have a vision and an idea and you're willing to work hard, you can be an entrepreneur and be successful. And all that started with pretty humble beginnings. Why does that translate? I think it translates when you're able to go in and use some due diligence and evaluate an operation and identify the problems and then be able to execute on the solutions. And when you're in business, as you know, Tim, you've got to be able to collaborate with other people, put together a team. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You have to hire the smartest people and be able to lead them and create a vision and get it done. And uh, that's what we intend on doing in
1: there. Yeah, I got a note from a listener just now—a question, actually, from a listener—and it it kind of picks up on the question I asked earlier. Senator Bruce Thompson, candidate for labor commissioner, he wants to know, and I, I would I would rephrase his question this way: He's talking about eliminating the Department of Labor and what he says is waste associated with it. I would ask the question this way: What if there were no labor department? How would we know the difference? What would we miss?
0: Well, I'm always in favor of reducing government, that's for sure. So um, I'd love to have four years to try and turn this thing around. But if the if the decision was made to eliminate it, let's so be it. Let's do it. But what would you miss? Um, who's going to process those unemployment claims when, in this case, we have a recession we know that's coming up? Um, you, as a government, it's set up the way it is and structured to take and help people to get back onto their feet. That's what the intention of the Department of Labor is. Tim, it was never designed to sustain people, and that's what we did. I tell this story all the time. In Montana, where I grew up, if you go to a national park, whether it's Glacier or Yellowstone, there are a huge signs that say, do not feed the bears. Everybody thinks that's to protect the people. It's not. It's to protect the bears, because when you start feeding them, they lose the ability to take care of themselves. And then when you cut all that off or, or make it a little more difficult, they become more aggressive. We did the same thing under Obama when we started handing out cell phones, and then that continued to translate. Now we have workers that are very aggressive, and they're not coming back to work. And that's what – you've pinned the government against the private sector, and we got to get out of the way of doing that. So, hey, if we want to eliminate it and figure out how to make sure that people, when they do get laid off, can get get back on their feet, I'm okay with that. Should have
1: looked this up. You've been in the Senate how long?
0: Oh, this is my ninth year, sir.
1: Ninth year in the state Senate, of course, representing the district up there, Bartow County, Cobb, pieces of Cobb, and I think Cherokee County as well. Uh, take that legislative experience for a moment. You're running against a Democrat, by the way. I stand to be corrected here, but I think just one term in the House for Representative Bodie there. What, what would those years of experience in the legislature bring to bear as a labor commissioner?
0: Well, I've been fortunate. I've been able to get a lot of legislation passed. Uh, if you're a military you're an individual and you look at Fort Gordon over there, Army Cyber Command and the Georgia Forensic Center, that was my initiative in white paper that got done. Um, if you happen to be a family person, the rape termination bill, where he had a woman that was raped in our state, the rapist had rights to the child, which is crazy. That was my bill we got done. If you had the Tim Tebow bill, which I finally turned it around and called it, the Dexter Mosley bill where homeschoolers have access to their school of which they attend. Uh, they, they can participate. So I've been able to work across the lines in various verticals where I see there's a need instead of being one-dimensional. Uh, my opponent, as I took aim at last night, has made it really clear. He wants to grow that agency back to 4,000 employees, which is crazy. We should be looking at how to become streamlined government not loaded
1: up on the back of tax taxpayers. Well, you know, to, to speak to Representative Bodie's point there, though, one of the things that, that the guy who has the job now, Mark Butler, would point out is that certainly in the outset of the pandemic, the, the onset of the pandemic and the, the response across the economy in Georgia, lots and lots of layoffs, meaning lots and lots of claims, uh, a huge backlog. They're probably just now working their way through. Certainly needed more people then, didn't really get them in any big way. There would be those occasions when you would need more people, wouldn't there?
0: Um, i would I would argue that that's not the case. I would argue that relationships matter and back in his first term, he got sideways with Governor Deal and Chief of Staff Chris Riley and the general Assembly, and things were not getting done, so they moved a lot of responsibilities away as a penalty, not necessarily what you'd want to see done, but that's how government works. That continued right into the Kemp administration. So do you need the people? Well, when you had 4,000 people, you had a lot more responsibility. Those have been moved away. We're also in an information age. If you look at manufacturers and you look at businesses in your community, they've had to become more efficient and increase their output. We have to do the same thing with government. So when we modernize an agency like that, you don't need as many people touching it because a lot of those things can be done with computer learning and AI, and it's being done in other states, and we intend to do the exact same thing.
1: Finally, let you go on this one, Senator Bruce Thompson, candidate for Labor Commissioner. One thing to run for a state senate, a district that, that, that you do represent up there in northwest Georgia, quite the different matter to run statewide, to campaign statewide. What's that difference been like for you? How have you handled it?
0: Well, when you represent uh, 200,000 people up in this district, you get to know them, and it's pretty easy to be around. In this campaign, we had an agency that no one really knows anything about. They didn't know who I was in many parts of the state. And I will tell you right now, 181,000 miles we have driven now in my second truck (laughs) all over the state with a team, meeting people of um, Democrat, Republican, all races that own businesses and so on and learning their stories. I think that's probably why we're in the position we are when it comes to election day.
1: Again, uh, State Senator Bruce Thompson, Republican candidate for Labor Commissioner, 20 days out, going to speak at the University of Georgia this evening, 6:30, Miller Learning Center, talking to UGA College Republicans. Best of luck out there. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: Thank you for the opportunity, Tim. Have a great day.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts